Hello, and welcome to Morning Prayer at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Edison, New Jersey. Today is Thursday, and this is the Epiphany of our Lord. We begin our time of prayer in silence. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving, and raise a loud shout to the Lord with psalms. For you, Lord, are a great God, and a great ruler above all gods. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. In your hand are the caverns of the earth. The heights of the hills are also yours. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker. For the Lord is our God. And we are the people of God's pasture and the sheep of God's hand. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. Long ago, God spoke to our ancestors in many and various ways by the prophets. But in these last days, God has spoken to us by a son. A reading from Matthew, chapter 2, beginning this morning at verse 1. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, asking, Where is the child who has been born king of the Jews? For we observed his star at its rising, and have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened in all Jerusalem with him, And calling together all the chief priests and the scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it has been written by the prophets. And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the wise men and learned from them the exact time when the star appeared. Then he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child, and when you have found him, bring me word, so that I may also go and pay him homage. When they had heard the, when they had heard the king, they set out, and there ahead of them went the star that they had seen at its rising, until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary his mother, And they knelt down and paid him homage. Then opening their treasure chests, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And, having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. The wise men come from the east, led by the star that they somehow associate with the birth of the king of the Jews. The power of observation and their faith guide them just so far, however. They look in the obvious place, the capital city, 
They ask to see the child, but no one seems to know what they are talking about. It makes us wonder if the wise men might have thought from the beginning that they were on some kind of diplomatic mission, showing their allegiance with the current king by paying homage to his newborn heir. But when they arrive, no one knows what they are talking about, except that maybe the Messiah has been born, a king that is not the current king, Herod. In a very direct way, this story, and the one that follows it, shows how Herod and his heirs have no legitimate claim to the throne that they hold or to the title of Messiah. Almost by Herod's own admission, he denies that he is God's appointed king and savior of his people. He is at best a placeholder and at worst a dangerous fraud, and nevertheless he is on the throne and in power in the new king, God's own appointed heir to David's throne. He is a child in Bethlehem. It reminds us of those early days of David's own anointing, when Saul was on the throne and Samuel went to Bethlehem to anoint David king. The king on the throne, Saul, had had no rightful claim anymore. God had rejected him from the throne, but he was still a very dangerous man. Now the wise men must proceed with caution, now that they have been used as, as people to seek out and to spy out this new rival to Herod's throne. But they also must proceed now, not simply by the star, but according to the promise of Scripture. As it is written, the Messiah will come from Bethlehem, from David's town, the ancestral home of David's dynasty. They may have seen the star, but it is through Scripture that they come to find Jesus, to kneel and worship before him. It is to Jesus that they bow and honor with their allegiance, and it is this scene that we see as the fullness of what will be when all the nations come and bow down before the Lord's anointed, when all the people of the earth are united in their worship and praise of the God who has come to judge the world with righteousness and justice. This morning, this Epiphany morning, we join in praise and worship. We kneel before God in prayer as living witness to God's faithful promise to draw all nations into his glorious light. That is what we are. We are the heirs of the promise to which the wise men point. And we have come to faith in a very similar way, through the power of the Holy Spirit. We, working through the revelation of Scripture, we have been directed to learn who the Christ is. And we rejoice in the glory of this miracle. We are also humbled by it because we realize that we are part of a great multitude of saints from every nation under heaven who bow their knees and worship Jesus. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Blessed are you, Lord, the God of Israel. You have come to your people and set them free. You have raised up for us a mighty Savior born of the house of your servant David. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Through your holy prophets, you promised of old to save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us, to show mercy to our forebears and to remember your holy covenant. This was the oath you swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship you without fear, holy and righteous before you all the days of our life. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. And you, child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare the way, to give God's people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, 
The dawn from on high shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Mighty God of mercy, we thank you for the resurrection dawn, bringing the glory of our risen Lord who makes every day new. Especially we thank you for the sustaining goodness of your creation, for the new creation in Christ and all gifts of healing and forgiveness, for the communion of faith in your church, for the gifts of relationship with others. For what else are we thankful? Merciful God of might, renew this weary world, heal the hurts of all of your children, and bring about your peace for all in Christ Jesus the living Lord. Especially this morning we pray for all those who are sick and for those who care for them, who tend to them. We pray for those who are mourning and grieving, and we pray for those who bring them comfort and consolation. We pray for the Church of Jesus Christ in every land and for the people, the leaders, the ministries of St. Paul's Lutheran Church. We pray for those who govern the nations of the world and for people in countries ravaged by strife and warfare and for all who work to bring about peace and international harmony. For all who strive to save the earth from carelessness and destruction. Almighty and everlasting God, you have brought us in safety to this new day. Preserve us with your mighty power, that we may not fall into sin, nor be overcome in adversity. In all we do, direct us to the fulfilling of your purpose, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom, and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you now and forever. Amen. Go forth into the world to serve God with gladness. Be of good courage, hold fast to that which is good. Render to no one evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted, support the weak, help the afflicted. Honor all people, love and serve God, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. Thanks be to God.